the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Well, welcome into your Friday morning. Marcia Kavalik here. Jordan Nicewarner's on his birthday vacation. This is his last day in his 20s, so I'm hoping he's enjoying it. Uh, anyway, as I mentioned, uh, I'm here solo, but I'm not actually alone. I'll get to that in just a moment. Panhandle Live is brought to you live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. Taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Country Roads Tire and Auto has you covered with a limited repair warranty that extends nationwide for 24 months or 24,000 miles, whichever comes first. And that is a big deal when you're doing summer traveling. Uh, Let Country Road Tire and Auto take you home. Well, as you know, June has been ushered in, and uh, it is actually... Around here, Miss West Virginia season already. Uh, and to that end, we've got actually two young ladies uh, in today's show that are going to be competing later this month in Martinsburg at the Airborne Event Center. One of them joins me uh, right off the top of the show, Peyton LaValley, who is Miss Morgantown. Welcome in. Hi, it's great to be here. Nice to have you in. So you are, you're Miss Morgantown, but you're actually from around here, right? Yes, I'm from Charlestown, West Virginia originally. I still live there. Um, Miss Morgantown was just the local competition I had win. In order to go to states, you win a local title, and you can win that anywhere in the states. You don't have to be in the direct area where you live. So, yeah, I think that's a little confusing for folks because we, you know, we talk to folks who are like Miss Elkins, and, and, and they're like, oh, yeah, I grew up down the street. But um, so it's just kind of wide open like that. Yeah, so it gives a lot of people more opportunity. So you're not subject to just only one local competition that Mm -hmm. you could win. There's so many throughout the state that you can win. And it's also easier for people that say go to school at WVU or I just graduated from Alderson Broadus University, which was an hour south of Morgantown. It was easier for me to compete there. Thank you so much. So what was your what was your major? I majored in biology and psychology. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, after all of this busyness is over, what, what what do you intend to do with that degree? Um, I'm currently working on physician assistant school applications and planning on attending in fall of 2024. So do you know where do you, you would like to go to school? Um, there's a lot of different places. Okay. I am hoping to stay kind of close to home. I'm applying to Shenandoah. I'm applying to Marshall, um, WVU, and hoping to stay close to home. But some other schools, most people will apply to at least 10 schools before getting an acceptance. Mm-hmm. So I'm applying to a lot of places where I just meet the qualifications and go in from there because I know I'm going to end up wherever I'm meant to be. Oh, well, that's a good attitude to have. So um, I, to a person, all of you young ladies are smart and you're busy and you're focused, but you're also community driven. So talk a little bit about uh, what you've been able to do as a title holder. 
Well, we all have something called a community service initiative, and that's something we're personally passionate about. A lot of people know, like, Elizabeth's agriculture. Mine personally is all about mental health advocacy. It's called A Better World With You, Suicide Prevention and Mental Health Awareness. And I've actually been able to partner with the Brian O'Neill Jr. Foundation and work with them hand-in-hand to help put those preventative measures within schools and put sources of strength in schools, which is a suicide prevention program. I'm actually hosting a fundraiser for them next Saturday. So always staying busy, always doing good work, and always partnering with people in our community to make a difference. So we've had Miss Lee on, and of course, um, I've known her for years, of course, was uh, was aware when uh, her son committed suicide. And, and uh, to her credit, she took something that was personally incredibly devastating and has tried to make it Um, something that can be used to prevent it in the future. Yes, it's honestly so inspiring. Um, My best friend's little brother committed suicide a little over a year and a half ago. And so when I met Lee, that was something I was happy that she was actively making a difference despite the trauma, despite the, um, the sadness that can be surrounded by such a time mm-hmm. of grief. She was actively making a difference and taking her experience so that she can make sure that doesn't happen to someone else she knows. So how old are you? I'm 22. Okay. I don't know if it's weird to ask that these days or not, but, um, you know, you, you've gone to school during the pandemic. Um, all of the turmoil that happened had a lot of impact on mental health for young adults in particular. Um, in your experience, as a, you know, as a recent high school and now a college student, um, how prevalent are mental health struggles and suicidal ideations among your age demographic? So suicide is actually the second most prominent cause of death for teenagers and young adults. And it is so much more prevalent than people think because it is something that we don't talk about I know personally for the longest time, I thought I had to deal with my struggles on my own. I thought I had to deal with my anxiety on my own. I didn't want to burden anyone else. And once you learn that other people struggle with this too, you feel like you're not alone anymore. You think that everything you're going through is valid because you know there are other people there. But it's getting to that talking point where we're finding out there's other people that struggle. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm sitting here with uh, Peyton LaValle, and she's Miss Morgantown, also uh, from the Eastern Panhandle. But, you know, you, you know, all appearances, you've got your act together, you're a title holder, you're going to be in the Miss West Virginia pageant, which isn't, a, you know, leads up to the Miss uh, America organization pageant. Um, you know, you're someone who seems to have it all together. For someone like you to say, look, we're all struggling with this. We all sometimes need help. Um, that's quite impactful. I like to believe that I can make an impact just by sharing my story and by sharing the stories of those who I've had permission to share stories from, but I'm close enough with where I know the struggle they've been through. And I've seen personally how sharing your own struggles can get someone else to reach out and get the help they need. So let's talk about some of the fun stuff that you've been able to do. Talk about your journey. So you um, participated in uh, in the Miss Morgantown uh, pageant. When did that happen? When were you crowned? And what has happened since then? So I was crowned back in January. And I'm going to be completely honest. I was shocked. Last year, I hadn't won a single local competition. And this was the first one I was going into local season. And I was like, okay, I've practiced. I've gotten my talent to the best I can get it right now. I've 
grown as a person. We're going to go into this with an open mind. What's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm just going to leave the best out there. And that's all I can do. And ever since then, it's just been a crazy whirlwind of appearances and experiences. And I think my favorite one was on my birthday, I drove eight hours. Oh. Because I drove an hour away from school to go to an appearance in um, at a church. It was at the the Engaging Mental Health with Hope Convention. Oh, wow. And I got to speak there and kind of share my story and my own testimony. And then I drove all the way down back to Martinsburg to help out at the prom they had for those with developmental disorders. Mm-hmm. Your and, Night to Shine. Yes, the Your Night to Shine prom. And it was probably my favorite appearance I've ever done. All you ladies looked like you were having so much fun because I saw some of the pictures that were posted um, I, I'm not sure exactly where on Facebook, but like you guys were to a person just beaming. Oh, it was so much fun. And I felt like so humbled to be able to be a part of it because it really put into reality everything that I took advantage of in high school. I was able to go to prom and be just fine. I didn't have to worry about any sensory issues or anything like that. And it really put into perspective how much of a bubble I had been in during high school. And it really opened my eyes to this isn't normal for everyone. Your high school experience isn't normal for everyone. Sometimes it's really a struggle for other people. And that is why it was my favorite appearance because I was able to go and make those memories with people that may have not been able to make those memories before. So what sets you apart that, you know, in these days, um, people are mean. People are mean online. They're, you know, anonymous. So they're just throwing insults at people because they don't believe the same way they do. And, and we don't always take the time to look at someone else's perspective. Where does your empathy come from? My empathy honestly comes from my own experience and the fact that I know no matter what a person is doing, you never know the struggle that's behind their face. You never know the struggle that's behind a bully. You never know the struggle that's behind mean words online. You never know how much impact your kindness can make on a person. You never know how much a smile can brighten someone's day. I've been taught that just a simple hello can save someone's life because they're like, wow, someone actually does care. Someone is kind enough to notice me. And so that's where that comes from. So the competition is coming. Is it June 25th? The 22nd to the 24th. Okay. Oh, 22nd through the 24th. So it's all hitting Martinsburg at the Airborne Event Center. Our Jordan Icehorn will be there that night uh, covering that. Unfortunately, you don't get to meet him this morning, but uh, I'm sure you'll see him. He'll be the tallest guy probably (laughs) around. Um, But uh, talk about that. Are you getting excited? Have you picked out what you're going to wear that night? And and what's your talent? I'm so excited. My talent is actually a saxophone instrumental version of Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Wow. Real up-tempo. Oh, it's so fun. I love it so much. I have a a whole ensemble. (laughs) And I've gotten my outfits picked out. I'm just practicing, practicing, getting ready for the big weekend. And I feel very good because I feel like I'm at a place where I can feel more sure of myself. When I first started this, I had no idea what I was doing. I've definitely learned through trial and error and through the guidance of everyone who's came before me and everyone who's done this before and been kind enough to offer advice and give suggestions. And Seeing the growth from when I started and from other girls have first started to where they are now is amazing. And I'm just so excited to continue to see everyone grow and shine. Peyton LaValle, Miss Morgantown, 
how can folks find out more about you or follow your progress? They can follow me on my Facebook, which is just Miss Morgantown 2023, or on my Instagram, which is Miss Morgantown underscore 2023. And I keep... I make posts about my appearances, about what I'm doing in the community, and about how I'm getting ready for competition. Well, thanks for being on local radio today. Thank you so much for having me. More Panhandle Live after this quick break. A little later on in the program, we're going to be talking about a controversial uh, ordinance that was passed in Jefferson County uh, regarding adult live performances, which uh, the West Virginia ACLU is saying is uh, targeting drag shows. So uh, that'll be later on in the in the show. Uh, but we're going to have another Miss West Virginia uh, contender. Uh, after this quick break, you're listening to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live, the Friday edition, live from the Hoppy Kerchival building. Marsha Kavalik here. Jordan is out today. But I'm not alone. I haven't been alone like all morning, which is lovely. And um, so we've had uh, this next guest on. Can you hear okay? Um, before, because she's been a contender before. But uh, joining us in studio, Joe Hot, who is Merce, uh, Miss, I'm going to start over. Joining us in studio, Joe Hot, who is Miss Berkeley County 2023. Welcome in. Hi, Marcia. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on again um, and for being in studio. I love having you guys uh, on. I, it was so funny because you and Peyton took a picture before you um, came in here. It's, you guys all know each other, you seem to. Yes, absolutely. We're very close. You get really close when you compete with each other, especially if we've gone to Miss West Virginia together, but even throughout the local season. Um, so are you... In the local area normally, are you are you a student at Shenandoah? Is that yes, I do. I'm a rising junior at Shenandoah University, and I actually graduated from Martinsburg High School in 2021. So I live just about 10 minutes up the road. So I'm glad you could come in studio. I, I feel bad for you, ladies, because when you have your crowns on, it's hard with the headphones. So you're <laughs> like um, you know, holding on to those, but you're doing a bang up job. Um, so you've been in the pageant kind of system for a while. Talk about that. Yeah, so I started competing in pageants when I was about nine years old. My story's a little unconventional because I think most children who start pageantry that young, their parents put them in for the benefits of being on stage. But my mom and I used to watch Toddlers and Tiaras, which is not exactly the best representation of pageantry. It feeds negative stereotypes, but we were enthused with it. And I wanted to dress up and feel beautiful like all the little girls on Toddlers and Tiaras. So I asked my mom to sign me up. And she told me if I ever acted like one of them, she would pull me out. And I'm still here, so I never acted out. I Mom was, approved. Yes, absolutely. And I got interested and involved with the Miss America organization when I was just old enough to be a teen. The current state director, Shelly Nichols, she was directing Miss Berkeley County at the time. And she was at one of the rainbow pageants I did, saw me, reached out to my mom, asked if I'd be interested in competing in the teen. I was 12 and the age limit is 13. So the next year I signed up and I never left. Wow. So you must enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, also, there's the, you know, the draw of a little bit of scholarship money on the, you know, the, the smaller competition stage. But then the Miss West Virginia pageant onto the Miss America pageant um, could seriously help you whenever you're moving on to um, further your education. No, absolutely. It's a definitely a, a big draw to. It's not the main reason I compete in the organization, but it definitely helps. 
My education at Shenandoah is very expensive because I am in the conservatory. We pay conservatory fees. We're expected to buy costumes for shows, for scenes that we're graded on, buying scripts because we're required to read the scripts before we audition for the shows that we are also required to audition for. So there are a lot of extra costs, even if we're not buying textbooks. We are buying scripts and costumes and wigs and all these fun things. So I get to use my scholarship money towards the thing I love, which is really, really beneficial for me. So what is your major at Shenandoah? My major is acting, so it's a Bachelor of Fine Arts. It's a performance-based degree. And um, obviously this all feeds in well to, um, to performing on the stage at the Miss West Virginia pageant, which is coming up later this month in Martinsburg at the Airborne Event Center. So what is your talent? My talent is a rock and roll drum solo. I've been drumming for just over seven years now. I love it so much. It's a huge part of who I am. And if it were not for the Miss West Virginia organization, I really wouldn't get to showcase that part of myself because I don't really drum anywhere else other than for fun. So I'm playing rock and roll band by Boston on the drums this year for Miss West Virginia. So talk about unconventional. I mean, how how many Miss America or Miss West Virginia contestants do you think probably did percussion? So I'm the first drummer in the state of West Virginia to compete for the job of Miss West Virginia or Miss West Virginia's teen, since I did also drum in the teen division. But Miss Kansas 2020, she was a drummer, and she's the most recent drummer we've had in the past couple of years. There was a teen from California a number of years back who was also a percussionist, but we are far and few between. So I think unconventional kind of suits you. Absolutely. Uh, in many, I mean, obviously, looking at you, you look like a very conventional beautiful pageant participant um but you've got you've got some thoughts you've got ideas what is your um community service initiative my community service initiative is entitled red respect embrace diversity i'm working towards diversity equity and inclusion in our communities and eliminating discriminatory behaviors in our communities as well so that doesn't happen in a vacuum obviously you've you've been impacted by folks who may have been impacted by um, behavior against them or, or, or felt shunned? My whole life, really. I grew up in this big melting pot of love. My mom is an only child, so all of her best friends have become my aunts and my uncles. It all really boils down to my sister. She has permanent multiple disabilities. It would probably be easier to tell you what she doesn't have versus what she does, but she's 31 and she's had 69 surgeries in the time between her legs, her head, and her eyes. And she's a major inspiration to me, but not just her. I have an aunt who's a very strong woman of color. I have an uncle who's a drag queen. I've been immersed by such eclectic people who have been fighting for me to have a very successful life and a journey. And now I get the opportunity to fight for them. So what does that community um, service initiative look like on the ground? The main thing I'm doing is community outreach. Diversity is so hard sometimes to talk about because everybody has their own formed predisposition about what diversity is or what it means to them. And so for me, it's education, it's advocacy, it's getting into our schools, starting young, talking with students, which they really love, honestly. They're like little sponges. They, they're the best when it comes to talking about my community service initiative but mainly advocacy, and then I also have two programs that I do. One is my outreach program. I have these pins. I have one on the bottom of my sash that I would hold up for you to see, but I'm holding the the (laughs) headphones on. (laughs) But that's an outreach program where I'm having people that 
have taken the Project Red Pledge to be dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they signed this big poster with their state showing how far out I've reached. And then I also have Project Red Friday submissions on my social medias where community members can fill out a Google form and talk about how they found self-love and acceptance, not just in spite of their differences in the way society has treated them, but because of their differences, celebrating all the different facets of what makes us ourselves. Does it just boil down to just being kind and loving people, no matter like what label that they might fall under? 100%. At the end of the day, I tell students, we bully and we make fun of what we don't understand. And if you can just stop thinking of it as a barrier and just think of it as another human being that you need to be kind to and give basic respect to, then honestly, everything gets a lot easier. Dohad is with us. She is Miss Berkeley County 2023. Of course, um, the, the big stage is happening uh, later this month at the Airborne Events Center. Are you ready? Do you have your, your gown and all that or whatever you're wearing that night? Absolutely. I've got it all planned out. My mom and I are definitely early birds when it comes to preparation. I found my gown just by chance last summer, actually, shortly after last year's Miss West Virginia competition. And I fell in love with it. And we just kind of kept it under wraps just in case. And I'm so excited to be wearing that. I'm really excited to show off my jumpsuit for drums. It is probably my favorite (laughs) thing I've ever worn. It's so cool. I cannot wait. But we definitely get early prep because I get out of school so late compared to students in West Virginia. I've really only been out of school for about two or three weeks. So um, are you are you girls able to have fun? I mean, this has got to be stressful. But the week of the competition, are you able to have any kind of fun? 100%. We do have lots of fun. We make our own fun. There are events kind of scheduled for us where we go out into the community, and that's always really fun and rewarding as a title holder. But even just in the dressing room, talking, goofing around, playing music while we're getting ready, there are such big moments of joy for us that kind of come out of such a stressful situation. It's really awesome. Well, unfortunately, we're hitting the bottom of the hour and we have to take this break, but it's been lovely having you on, uh, Joe Hot. How can folks find out more about you? So you can follow all of my social medias. You can find me on Facebook at Miss Berkeley County 2023, TikTok at Miss Berkeley County WV 2023, and on Instagram, my title holder page is at Miss Berkeley County WV 2023. You can follow my year there. And if you want to listen back to this conversation or any uh, from the um, title holders that we've had on from the Miss West Virginia organization, you can listen back uh, via Facebook on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify. So more Panhandle Live after this quick break. Christian Lopez is going to be with us. So stick around. You're listening to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live, the Friday edition from the Hoppy Kerchival Building. It's Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstireonline.com. And I want to get to our next guest right away because it's it's been a while since we've had him on. Martinsburg native and national recording artist Christian Lopez joins us via phone, and he has a new album. Welcome in. Hi. Thanks for having me on this morning. Thanks. So what time is it your time right now? Oh, I'm in Nashville, so it's only one hour behind. It's not too bad. Okay, that isn't too bad. I felt so bad because I was like probably waking him up. But um, what have you been up to? 
oh, just, you know, getting ready for this new album release. Um, and I got a lot of shows happening at the moment. So it's been a full schedule, you know, around the clock, crazy busyness, but uh, loving every second of it. So you tend to try to make it kind of close to home certain times of the year around the holiday and summertime. So are you going to be in our area soon or any of those uh, shows still? Uh, is there still ticketing available? Yeah, uh, actually, the closest one to here uh, would be June 10th at the Monument in Winchester. Oh, that is close. Uh, and uh, tickets uh, are uh, on my website, which is christianlopezmusic.com. Uh, but we also have shows, you know, in uh, northern New Jersey. I got one in Morgantown on June 16th. We're going to be in D.C., um, you know, uh, Durham, North Carolina at Duke University. And, uh, you know, a bunch of good stops along the East Coast, uh, a bunch of our uh, uh, you know, cities that uh, have been key stops along the way. Uh, we're going to make sure to hit and uh, things like that. So it should be a good time. So I, I regret that Jordan's not here because I know he loves music and he'd have a lot of great questions for you. But one of the things that I guess I'm curious about is how much say do you have? Uh, because, you know, you've got you've got management, you've got an agent, you've got folks who kind of help schedule for you. But how much um, say do you have in where you get to go and, and when? Um. I, uh, you know, have to approve everything that comes in. So luckily, uh, you know, I get to be the final sort of sign off on everything we do. But, uh, you know, they're always pushing me in different directions and bringing up new opportunities. You know, so it's a good mix of the two, I'd say. So um, if someone is just kind of getting to know who you are, how would you describe your music? I know other people have described it kind of traditional, folksy, uh, country slash rock, but like lots of kind of hard to pin down how would you describe it yeah i think you hit the nail on the head there <laughs> it's just a bunch of a bunch of different adjectives these days uh for what i'm doing i can't pin it down either you know it's just a um you know a big slew of uh, uh organic sounds you know just uh you know simple um clear recordings of the instruments you know nothing too crazy but that seems to put me in the category of americana music these days, you know, which is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of acoustic guitars, uh, simple rhythm sections and, uh, you know, clear keys and organs, uh, just a very uh, sort of organic, natural sound, you know, mixed with, um, you know, just the voice being very uh, crystal over top. And, uh, you know, Americana has a, has a, is a home for you know, a lot of people who can't sort of categorize their <laughs> Their, their sound, you know, it's sort of a mesh of those of those things. So that's that's a good place to be, and I'm happy to be there. Well, it's, you know, certainly listenable and infectious, and one of the things I think that makes pop music popular is that, you know, it kind of gets stuck in your head. Do you do, you do that on purpose? Well, <laughs> I try to. I try to, you know, I try to plant a seed in there, you know, leave a little earworm, uh-huh. as they say, you know, to keep people, you know, uh, humming along, you know, as the day goes. And if I can do that, then I feel accomplished. Is it a formula, or is it organic? Well, um, you know, it's not really a formula for me. You know, I just sort of wait for it to come in. You know, I make sure I do the things that put me in the right zone to have, you know, melodies uh, and ideas come in as easy and naturally as possible. So, um, you know, I just try to wait for it and try to just uh, capture it as it comes. Uh, But... um, you know, uh, melody to me is the most important thing. You know, that's what you hum, you know, after you hear the song. You mm-hmm. know, so if you can just, uh, if you can find something that is, um, you know, simple and sweet, you know, I just try to hang on to it. So 
at this point in your career, how much, like what what's the the ratio of how much uh, you're uh, in, importing or putting into the writing process? Like how much are you writing as opposed to collaborations with other people or maybe maybe using other folks' uh, writing? You know, at this point in my life, um, I'm at a place where I, I really don't want to make any compromises artistically. So, um, you know, this last album that's, uh, well, I guess my album that's coming out here in a couple of days, uh, you know, has no co-writes, you know, so that's that's just, um, you know, hours of me sitting alone in the desert and, and working out these songs. I used to uh, write for a publishing company in Nashville, which is where, you know, I was sitting down with people and collaborating on songs two, three times a day. And it was great, and it's good for the muscle of songwriting. But, um, you know, it definitely, uh, uh, you know, uh, will burn you out if you're not careful. And um, I did a lot of that. So, you know, right now I want to, uh, you know, write uh, completely alone. And uh, that's what this album is. That's what my first couple albums were. I experimented with it, you know, uh, in the last few years. But uh, I think for me, writing alone is, is what's best. So I'm sure you learned a lot, though, that whole process of collaborating with other artists who, who had a specific goal in mind or vision. Um, you probably learned what you don't want to do as well. Yeah. You know, you learn what you, you know, you learn special little skills and you learn what doesn't work for you at the same time. So um, obviously we've had you on a few times and, and every year, uh, of course, is another year on the calendar. And, we, you know, Jordan's not here because he's celebrating his birthday tomorrow. The big three zero, right? Um, as oh, wow. as as you're experiencing milestones and events in your own personal life, you know you're uh, relatively a newlywed. Uh, do you feel as though what you write about has matured? Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I love it. You know, it's um, you know, I can feel uh, you know, everything getting deeper, and uh, you know, me, uh, you know, having a lot more meaning for me as life goes on. Um, you know, just I, I think it's just natural with. You know, the whole uh, experience, you know, of, of growing and getting through it and the hard times and the good times, you know, and the more that it happens, the uh, the more clarity you have almost. And, uh, you know, the the songs can mean more as you go. And I think that'll just, you know, keep getting deeper as we go. So you've obviously so. stretched those muscles as a songwriter for other people of being empathetic to someone else's experience, even if you haven't lived them. But um, what's the balance when someone looks at your discography of what is autobiographical or lived experience based what you're, you know, as opposed to what you, you know, imagined other people experiencing? Um, you know, in my, uh, in my discography, I'd say, uh, you know, uh, the first couple albums, you know, you know, I really, I really think, you know, represented who I was as this, as this kid that was a dreamer. Uh, you know, beyond, uh, you know, uh, jolly and, uh, you know, just full of uh, life and, and youthfulness. But when it when it kicks into my third album, The Other Side, you know, that was sort of the clicker, um, you know, sort of understanding who I was in the world for the first time uh, and, uh, you know, the sort of struggle that goes along with that and how you have to sort of, you know, uh, uh, sort of break yourself down and put yourself back together, a rebirth in a way. And that's what uh, this album uh, definitely is. This one coming out, Magdalena, on on June 9th. It's it's sort of my uh, my uh, my resilient stance of coming back and and, and and you know keeping the spark alive and staying strong of uh, you know with who I am and and making that show through the music. 
So, you know, just being honest as possible is, is the key for me these days with, with, with uh, the recordings. Our guest this morning is uh, Christian Lopez, Martinsburg native, national recording artist. He's got a new album coming out June 9th, Magdalena. Uh, peel back the curtain a little bit to that process. Do you, do you say, oh, time for a new album, or does someone in management or representation go, oh, time for a new album, and then you start working on songs for that? Or do you say, I've got this whole notebook back here of stuff when I get a chance to do a new album? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they, the management and team, they always want new music at all times, you know, because in this biz, if you're not producing something, to, you know, to put out, you know, it's uh, uh, you're sort of, uh, you know, uh, not taking full advantage, you know. So uh, for me, I, I know that it's important, but I don't force myself at all because I know if I do, I could I could hinder myself. So I just make sure I put myself in the right environment for it. And, you know, I always am writing. I'm always, you know, working on songs. But for something like this, Magdalena, you know, this was purely me. Um, from the start, just wanting to get something uh, cooking. I, you know, I knew it was time for a new album. I knew I had the songs. And, you know, this album particularly, I recorded in the desert on a plot of land that, you know, I bought uh, to live on with my new wife and to work on these songs and to record there and make the album. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I know every two to three years, I need to be doing it, and that's a good goal for myself. And, uh, you know, I can't tour as hard if there's not uh, new music out to promote, um, so it's vital for touring. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that you know you got to do. It's your responsibility to, to take those songs that are in your head and, and to make sure that you're balancing your artistic sort of mystical side with a tangible side, you know, that, that uh, people can, you know, have and hold. Just so uh, you know, you can um, keep the fire burning, and I think uh, I think not forcing it is key, but also being aware of it at the same time. So I know a lot of us look at things like poetry or art and songs, no exception, and we look at the lyrics. We say, "What what does this mean? What does this mean?" So uh, the album you called it Magdalena. What does that mean? Well, that uh, is the name of the town in New Mexico where uh, we moved to to live and to write this album and to uh, record this album. So it just felt right, you know. And and at the same time, uh, I've been on you know, a, you know, a, a spiritual journey in a way you could say, just sort of uh, you know, understanding certain things, you know, with the the loss of my brother, the, you know, my new wife, a lot of different things in life that have been happening to me. Um, but, you know, this album just uh, was sort of a healer for me. And uh, it just all seems fitting. And, uh, you know, but uh, mostly it was, uh, you know, the fact that it was created and, and done in this town in New Mexico, which served sort of as a, as a big mirror, I said, for myself because it was so secluded. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, the deepest sort of, uh, the deepest sort of, creation I, I, I could I could you know muster and uh, Magdalena just felt like the right thing the album Magdalena drops June 9th and uh, of course June 10th you can see Christian Lopez at the monument in Winchester so he'll be kind of back in town um, how can folks find out more well on my website christianlopezmusic.com you know, all the new music is there uh, all the shows are there uh, and a lot more so you can keep up uh, 
with uh, where we'll be and uh, what else is coming up. So, I've, uh, you know, we'd love to see you at a show. All righty. So, uh, Christian, thanks so much for calling in. Don't be a stranger when you're up in town. Uh, contact us. We'll get we'll we'll give you a little time. You can hop back on and and talk to the folks in Martinsburg again. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time today. Oh, that's so nice. You, uh, and thank you so much for having me. All right. We're going to uh, we're going to close this segment out uh, with a little segment from Girl and a Gun by Christian Lopez. Uh, we won't get to hear the whole thing, but a little sampling. And again, Magdalena drops June 9th. You're listening to Panhandle Live. Think I'm in love. Think I knew from the start. Like the flight of a dove. You cut straight through my heart. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back into Panhandle Live, your Friday edition, live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building, Panhandle Live. Is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care. Two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at countryroadstireonline.com. We appreciate their sponsorship of local business uh, and local radio. Uh, so uh, thank you very much, uh, Christian Lopez, for calling in. I know he's got a busy schedule, and he's going to be in town basically next week after his album drops down in Winchester, um, so that's kind of cool that he was able to to call in and talk to the to the local folks. I uh, wanted to apprise you of a big local story that's coming up, and it should be on Metro News uh, sometime this afternoon, I'm guessing. Um, and that is that the Jefferson County Commission narrowly passed, I think it was a vote of three to two, um, an ordinance that, um, and I want to get the wording right, because uh, there's been a response from the West Virginia ACLU that uh, intimates that the ordinance targets drag performers. Um, but the way the ordinance is written uh, is very careful and specific. So I'll, I'll lay this out for you. Um, the purpose of the ordinance, according to the, the written document <clears throat> that was on the, um, the agenda last night, to prohibit minors from attending adult live performances within Jefferson County. So as part of the ordinance, they um, define adult live performances as something that constitutes an immediate serious danger to the public health, safety, or welfare if they um, depict, discuss, or simulate lewd behavior. The ordinance prohibits the performance of such um, acts in front of, in in an, in an, a place or situation where minors might be. It also prohibits uh, minors attending those events or someone allowing a minor to attend those events. The um, ordinance in Jefferson County cites state code that uh, they say authorize county commissions to enact ordinance to eliminate hazards to the public health, safety, uh, and they define adult performances as any show, exhibition, or other presentation in front of a live audience, which in whole or part is obscene 
as defined in West Virginia Code, and they list the code, depicts, discusses, or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, etc., lewd conduct, um, contains the lewd exposure of real prosthetic or imitation private parts, let's say. Um, The the actual verbiage is a little bit different, but uh, if it appeals to the prurient interests, lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value, or is patently offensive to the prevailing standards in the adult community. So they, they are saying there's this category of performance called adult live performances, which falls under this um, coloring as being offensive or obscene or exposing uh, the, the watcher or the, the viewer to um, lewd things or simulations of, of acts that minors shouldn't see. <laughs> So this is the way that it was presented. There was, uh, according to an article in the journal, there were there were folks that spoke um, at the county commission meeting who were ag- against the idea of the ordinance, um, saying that you know it's targeting um, the art of drag. Um, and then the ACLU uh, put out a statement yesterday as well, and I will go ahead and read that to you. And again, this should be up on WV Metro News. Um, Within the day, we'll have this up pretty pretty soon. <clears throat> anyway, so ACLU WV released a statement yesterday saying, "quote The American Civil Unity uh, Civil Liberties Union of West Virginia um, issued this statement regarding the passage of an ordinance in Jefferson County today. quote On the first day of Pride, Jefferson County commissioners voted three to two for an ordinance modeled on anti-drag legislation in Florida and Tennessee." Commissioners discussed the measure behind closed doors before the vote. As written, the ordinance does not actually outlaw drag, but these laws are designed to create confusion and chill free speech, the statement says. The ACLU West Virginia statement goes on to say drag is a celebrated art form protected by the First Amendment. They say if this ordinance is used in any way to quell the rights of performers, uh, we will not hesitate to take swift action. So uh, you can actually read that whole, um, the ordinance on the Jefferson County Commission's website. They have access to the meeting agenda minutes and and all of that. So you can read the whole uh, ordinance in in its entirety and decide for yourself. But again, uh, that seems to be a pretty big news item today. Another big news item, state high school baseball playoff time. And we've got a contender from the Eastern Panhandle, so Parker Stone, uh, in from the sports department in to talk about that. So uh, set the scene for us. Yeah, so Hedgesville gets underway at around 12 to 12.30 this afternoon. They'll be playing against University High School, the Hawks. That's going to be, again, around 12 to 12.30. We'll have that game in its entirety here on WEPM and WCST this afternoon. Action's getting underway about five to ten minutes from now. Number one seed in Class AAA, Cabell Midlands, could be taking on St. Albans around the Charleston area. That game's going to be leading us off. And last night was absolute scenes, Class Class single A had their semifinals, and last night featured 11 innings of extra baseball with Wahama knocking off defending class single A champion Charleston Catholic in a 4-1 to game. It was a big run by Wahama towards the end of the game. Then that game, I think, ended at a shade before 11 o'clock last wow. night. Yeah, I, I know the, um, the folks who were reporting from the statewide sports seemed a little sleepy today. 
Yeah, as you can tell, that, that game went a little late last night, but that happened. Uh, Tyler Consolidated ended up beating Petersburg, so the Class Single-A Championship has been set for Saturday. It'll be Tyler Consolidated taking on Wahama for the Class Single-A Championship in all classifications. All sing- We'll have Single-A, Double-A, and Triple-A state championships here on WEPM and WCST on Championship Saturday. Also, big news uh, that broke yesterday afternoon that um, our – uh, media group WVRC Media is going to have some exclusive rights to high school playoffs. Yes, uh, WVRC Media and the West Virginia Secondary Schools Athletic Commission have reached a contract agreement. It's a five-year extension on its current deal that's put in place for exclusive media rights to the state football championships, the Super Six, as you know it as, to carry the Class Single A, Double A, and Triple A state football championships, the Boys and Girls State Basketball Championships that are held at the Charleston Coliseum every year. We that includes it in the deal, as well as the Girls State Softball and Boys State Baseball Championships that are going to be held at Gomar Ballpark. That's a five-year extension with WVRC Media and the WVS has AC. I love it because I might be biased, but I think we have some amazing play-by-play and sports. Um, no, we do fantastic members. job between us, the Metro News guys that do their thing over that way. We carry a great product. Hoppy's up next with a talk line. Thanks for listening to Panhandle Live. Have a great weekend.